It's like playing Madden, like, but in Madden. Wingstop, 20-piece. See, he drums only. This team on flats. Stafford's been the best quarterback I've played with. Um, the guy can flat out play. Man, I can always do work, bro. I can always do work. Y'all know what I am. Round six, pick 200. I can always get work. All right, Backjudge Podcast. Unfortunately, Adam Klepp is uh, visiting a good friend of ours from high school, Joe Wejack, in, in Philadelphia right now. So he, he's got a packed schedule. And from what I've heard, he's, uh, he's, he's apparently killing it at the casinos out there in Philly. Um, so we're, I believe we're, they're at the game right now. They're at yeah, Joe's I think, game right I now. think they are. They're at Joe. Joe is a basketball player for Haverford university, the black squirrels having, uh, actually a pretty good year this year. So we're keeping an eye out for the Haverford men's basketball program. And obviously wishing club, nothing but the best on, uh, on the East coast. It's a shame that he won't be able to join us here for this short and sweet edition of the back church podcast, previewing the, uh, this this upcoming weekend's playoff matchups, um, and let's do just that. So uh, we're we're gonna start here. The first game on Saturday is um, in in Houston. We got we got the Buffalo Bills traveling down to NRG Stadium to take on the barely healthy Houston Texans. Um, JJ Watt playing in that game injured. I'm assuming Will Fuller will be playing in that game injured. Um, a couple other receivers a little dinged up for Houston, but nonetheless. Kicking off the playoff weekend card is the the Bills and the Texans, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start this one off by saying that this is a I think one of the tougher games to pick. I think this is gonna be a matchup of two pretty different teams. Um, Houston, more of a uh, like a flash flash pan attack, uh, flag football type of attack team, um, as Colin Cowherd says. Um, Gonna gonna gain a lot of offensive yards. Gonna get a lot of big plays. Not necessarily consistent on defense, but their defense can rise to the occasion. Whereas in Buffalo, you've got a team that has pretty much had a consistent model for winning all year um, defensively, and having their defense rise to the occasion. And, and their second year quarterback Josh Allen basically kind of trailer them and, and limit his mistakes and move the ball on offense and um, suffocate you with their defense. Um, so two definitely completely different approaches, and I'm going to go with my boy Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans here. Not an easy pick to make, but I think this is his second year in the playoffs. Um, last year, lost a tough game to the Indianapolis Colts. This one, it's at home. Um, I just Buffalo, I, I, I've kind of faded them all year. I think they're this year's rendition of the uh, of the Chicago Bears, kind of, that that type of... That type of style it can only get you so far. Um, I could see them winning this game just because they are a really good team. I don't want to undermine their defense. But I just think Houston ultimately at home is going to have a little bit too much in their arsenal for, for, for Buffalo to handle uh, in Josh Allen's first playoff game. I think that they're going to be hyping Buffalo, but I think Houston's offense will be a little bit too much. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with a lot of stuff that you said, Lee. I think your assessment of Houston um, was pretty accurate. Um, but as I said on last week's podcast, I really wanted to get this matchup because um, I just think this is a nice uh, matchup of yin and yang. The defense, the coaching in the defense really of Buffalo versus the basically Deshaun Watson and a really uh, potent offensive, offensive attack. And uh, 
Is Will Fuller playing? Is that a, is that confirmed? I, I don't think it's been know? confirmed yet. He's, I don't. He, I would be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah, though, I mean, he obviously because... he practices. Uh, Will Fuller is reportedly a long shot from twenty out twenty one hours ago. CBS Sports, but I mean, I think he's huge, really, to kind of their offense has been really dynamic when he's in there, especially for Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, Kenny Stills and and uh, you know Kiki Kuti and whoever the other guy they have is are. Are not bad players, but Will Fuller is a really dynamic deep threat that really allows you can't really put two guys on um, on Nuke, you know, when you have Will, mm-hmm. Will Fuller and, and that type of dynamic to the offense. Um, but you know, as I, I'm on Buffalo, man. Um, yeah, you've been on you've been on Buffalo. I've been on Buffalo. Uh, the only thing that scares me is Deshaun Watson, really, and I and I think that's completely legit. And I Lee, I think you know you heard from what Lee said. It's a tough game to pick because. You're either taking a, a worse quarterback and, and a better defense and a better coaching staff, I think, or a, you know an elite quarterback and a defense that you know isn't necessarily bad, but is a has, has you know I guess they have played better as the season's gone along. But you're going up against Josh Allen, who is a bit of a one-trick pony, um, is a bit of a gamer, but can't really push the ball downfield with any accuracy and really struggles to throw. Kind of been the story of the year for the Texans, uh, not to interrupt you, but okay. what, what Houston Texans are we going to see this weekend? Because I think even you would agree with me that if we see the, the Houston Texans playing at the, at the, the pinnacle uh, or the peak of, of the, their ability to play, which they have, we've seen them do this year, you know, um, I think that they're going to win this game. I think they're, they're nearly a shoe-in to win the game if they play like they did against New England or they play like they did against Tennessee the first time. You know, when they're really clicking on all cylinders, or we can see them play like they did against Denver after the New England game, or play like they did when they dropped one of those games to, uh, was it maybe Jacksonville or Indy? Tampa, even. Uh, Tampa, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's just kind of what Houston Texans are we going to see? And that's why I think there really is not a lot of people have been talking about Bill O'Brien's job security, but I mean, I know the guy won the division. That's not an easy thing to do. But if you lose this game to Buffalo, you're talking about two years in a row, a first year or a first round playoff exit. I don't. I'm not positive, but I'm nearly positive that they were home last year against. They were I the remember. Colts. Yeah. yeah. So you're losing at home uh, last year in the playoffs, and then you turn around and lose at home again to probably a worse Buffalo team this year in the playoffs mm. than the Colts were yeah. last year. Where what's what direction are you going in? Because. Um, no, no draft capital. No yeah. draft capital. They traded all for 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 Tunzel, um, and it's like, I I think this whole Bill O'Brien experiment might come to a very abrupt halt if the Buffalo Bills suffocate the Houston Texans and end up winning this game, you know, seventeen to thirteen or, or twenty to seven or whatever it may be, and they shut the Houston Texans offense down. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Bill O'Brien in this one, a lot of pressure on his staff, and obviously a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson to turn around and play at an MVP caliber because that's really the only way they can win this game. But I think the guy was born to do it, so I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, and I mean, just to give it up to Buffalo and kind of a, a retrospect of uh, their season, you know, the, the regular season is over now, and I guess I kind of want to give props to this Buffalo Bills team because um, I, I think what you said was was fair with them kind of being like the Bears or even the Jaguars from the year before, and it's just that common trope of a team, you know, winning with, Really good defense, um, and and you know a subpar quarterback. But I would, I think that Josh Allen is the best of that bunch, and Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and himself. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. you know I, I think not much competition, really. Not, yeah, not that, much competition. But but uh, I, I just think that this Bills team, uh, I guess you know to use my phrase, they present a certain floor that I just can't yeah. take for granted with with the Texans. Um, 
So I, I kind of like, uh, in terms of the betting angles, the Bills are three-point dogs. They're plus 120 on the money line, and the game line is 43-and-a-half. Do you have any uh, thoughts on on that at all? Are you The over-under? Over-under, would you take Houston minus three, or you, is there just a stay I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I, just because it's one of the few games, and, you know, I uh, people like to bet. But quite honestly, this the, the intelligent side of my brain would know. I wouldn't bet on this game. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough confidence in Bill O'Brien uh, to put money down that the Houston Texans are going to win this game. I very well could see Buffalo winning this game. I think Buffalo all around is probably a better football team. Um, but I think Houston can play to a higher level than Buffalo. They're at home, and they have they have more star power. So Definitely. that's ultimately why I'm picking the Texans. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they got bounced last year in the first round Josh at home. Allen's first it's Josh start. Allen's first playoff game. It's like Deshaun Watson's kind of in the driver's seat this year to where last year he wasn't. Even at home last year, he went up against Andrew Luck. It was a divisional game. It was a tough game. The Colts' defense completely stymied them. Now he's running it back a year later. Uh, you know, you've got that playoff experience and you're going up against the young buck whose first start it is. You can't let Josh Allen come in here and, and win this game in Houston. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but, but, but as far as gambling goes, I don't think, I think there's probably only one or two games. Now, as the Tennessee Titans are traveling to Foxborough, uh, greater Boston area to play the New England Patriots, I'm really excited for this game. I think in years past, we've had the sixth seed in the AFC, the second wildcard team, be kind of a depleted squad that usually backs uh, backs into the playoffs. And usually it's it's a Titans team that's an 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, led by Mariota, kind of backs into the playoffs. And uh, we, we don't get a real competitive first couple uh, wildcard games. But this year, that's not the case. The Tennessee Titans made a quarterback change in the – mid to late part of their season that really kind of revitalized this team and brought their playoff hopes right back to life as things were looking pretty bleak midway through the year. Um, I'm really impressed with what this Tennessee Titans team has done all year. I think that had Ryan Tannehill been the starting quarterback all year, this very well could be your AFC South champions. Um, That's not the case, and they'll be traveling to Foxborough, like I said, to play the Patriots. This weekend, Mike Rabel going up against his former coach, Bill Belichick, a um, few headlines to be excited about, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I like the Patriots in this game. I just think the Patriots are, you know, they're the, they're the New England Patriots. I don't think too much has changed. Obviously, we saw them lose their Week 17 game to the Miami Dolphins, which was a little bit scary. I don't think uh, I've seen anything like that from the Patriots in my life as a football fan. Seeing them lose home field advantage like that, but I still think that this is a team with the best coach in the history of football. Uh, the best defense in football, and although the offense has been looking less than impressive for the last five, six weeks of the season, you still got Tom Brady at quarterback, and you're still going to be a very competitive football team at home. We've seen the Patriots do this year in and year out, especially when people count them out. So I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going with my gut here. I'm taking the New England Patriots. The line is at four and a half right now. It's been bouncing from four Moved to five. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's been bouncing kind of from four to five, four to four and a half to five to four and a half. So I like the New England Patriots. If you can get them at four and a half, I think they're going to handle business at home. And I think that even if this offense is struggling, they're they're live to put up 21 to 24 points, which should be enough to beat Tennessee. So I like the Pats. Yeah, Lee, a lot of good stuff you mentioned there. Um, yeah, the Titans have been impressive, man. I'm happy, as you alluded to, with the sixth seed finally being a formidable opponent. The Titans are... 
are a team that, uh, you know, I think, you know, compared to the when they played the Patriots a couple of years ago, I remember after they beat the Chiefs in that, that comeback game, it was like, oh, God, this Titans team has just been so vanilla for, for so long. But now with, with Tannehill in, they got the vert- vertical passing attack. Derrick Henry has finally put it together all this year, the potential that we've seen from him the past couple of years. Um, and they're, they're definitely a team that I think is always going to be in it. I, I, the, the only thing I worry about with, with the points is them potentially maybe backdooring, you know, with, with the type of offense that they can bring. But, um, I'm, I'm with you, Lee, I'm on the Patriots, man. I, um, this, this defense I think is, is going to be able to take this team to a victory. And it really just comes down to this Patriots offense, which has really been awful and, and really underwhelming. And they've kind of have yet to figure it out like I think we both kind of thought they potentially would back in you know week 13 or, or whatever it was week week 12 uh, when, when they really started to, to fall off um, they, they lack the they lack a big weapon uh, other than you know Edelman and James White and Nikhil Harry has really yet to prove himself the Muhammad Sanu trade has really been kind of bad um, so this is a team that I think is dealing with some adversity but at the end of the day um, I still think that they have a clear coaching advantage with with Belichick versus Rabel. Uh, I like what Josh McDaniels can do uh, from an offense perspective against this defense, which I think is incredibly beatable, especially uh, in the secondary. I know Adoree Jackson has been dealing with some injuries. I don't know. Um, he might be their best corner. So that, that might be a, uh, a tough loss for the Titans if he can't go. Uh, yeah, all in all, I just think that going into Gillette, it's still Gillette in the playoffs. Doing that is, is a really tough task, and this is the Patriots. And while I don't think that this is going to be a team that's going to make it to the Super Bowl, uh, this is a team that I think is is definitely primed to advance the next uh, next round. Um, yeah. Right on. So you got Bills, Pats. I've got uh, Texans, Pats. And that uh, brings us to the, the NFC, which is uh, Sunday. Both NFC games on Sunday, both AFC games on Saturday. Um, so we're, we're doing this by conference this year which is definitely interesting to say the least. But uh, 1 o'clock slate, Sunday, we've got the Minnesota Vikings traveling down to the Bayou to take on the New Orleans Saints in the, uh, is it the Mercedes-Benz? Mm-hmm. I, I get it confused now because they're both Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, so it's, it's the yeah. Superdome, though. Superdome, we got the yes. Superdome in New Orleans. Um Minnesota, my, my Minnesota Vikings, I should say. This is my, my preseason Super Bowl prediction was Minnesota, Kansas City. So it's still alive. Yep. Um, and my Minnesota Vikings uh, are getting overlooked, man. They're getting overlooked by just about everybody except for a few Sharps in Vegas who are, who are pouncing on their, uh, I would say, their lopsided line. I mean, if you asked me to make a line on this game, before it was released, I would have probably set the Saints at a four and a half or five and a half. Oh man! Um, and the Saints started out as an eight and a half. Um, right now they're at a seven and a half. But I just think that the Minnesota Vikings—they play in a dome. Um, They're—they've got a physical defense that obviously has some fa- uh, faults in the secondary. But I still think if Dalvin Cook is is healthy and Kirk Cousins can deliver the ball like he has for most of the year, obviously. We know about his struggles in prime time. I don't expect those to completely take a 180, but it is the playoffs. This is what they've been playing for all year. They understand that it's a clean slate. Um, I don't think that uh, there's going to be as big of an advantage for home field for New Orleans just because Minnesota play, has played indoors all year, but obviously you have to deal with the craziness of the Superdome. But I'm sticking with my dogs here, man. I like my boys. 
Minnesota Vikings. I like Dalvin Cook to run the ball well, them to possess the football, and to get out of New Orleans with a wow. very surprising victory. Um, I'm not counting the Vikings out quite yet. So I, uh, I, I, it may be a little emotional. Definitely going with my yeah. with my uh, preseason pick. Also kind of faded the Saints a little bit before the year. So Saints definitely clicking on all cylinders. Going to be very tough to beat, but. I like the Vikings to uh, to get a, a a key win here for for are their you, playoff run. Are you taking them plus eight, least, or yes, gonna, I am. I am betting on that. I am betting that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I I guess we're this is going to be the game we probably disagree the most on. I I, I got to go with the Saints, man. Um, this is one of the few teams that I think have been consistent through and through throughout the year. We saw when when Drew Brees went down. And Teddy B came in. This team, you know, uh, didn't really miss a step, or at least not as much of a step as you would assume with with that type of situation. Um, I definitely uh, agree with you in, in terms of the line. I probably would have opened it at six and a half. I mean, I think the Saints team is with the home field advantage. I do think you know the dome. The dome. The Minnesota is one hundred percent is is very comfortable in playing in domes, but I still think it's more accounts for the rowdiness and, and how loud that stadium can be and how imposing it is to come in there and get a win as a, uh, you know, as, an, as a visiting team. I also think there's a little bit of uh, part of the reason that I, I really like the Saints this year was it being a revenge year with the way the last two years uh, went against the Rams and then obviously the Minneapolis Miracle. So I think this is kind of uh, some poetic justice potentially of them beating Minnesota maybe to, to start their, their playoff run um, and, and getting that revenge from two years ago. Uh, at the end of the day, man, I just think the Saints are a better team. They got better weapons on offense. I, they definitely have a better defense, um, and I think they have better coaching too. And um, and Kirk Cousins in the end just really just doesn't scare me. Um, I think if and I think Drew Brees is, is you know isn't an elite quarterback by any means. I think he's very good, and he brings that the accuracy and and kind of the the brain that he is behind the line and how well he knows this offense. But his his you were right, uh, you know, with, with Lee, with what you were saying throughout the uh, the preseason about Drew Brees not having, you know, elite arm strength anymore and him kind of fading, which I think he has to a certain extent. But it more comes down to Minnesota's defense not being what it was in years past, uh, and then their offense. You know, um, I don't I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to be able to run this team to a victory, and then I don't believe Kirk Cousins, if that can't happen, is going to be able to do it um, passing the ball. So yeah, I got to go with the Saints. I will say you'll probably scoff at this take. Possibly too, but um, the Saints really haven't faced a lot of adversity this year. They really haven't. You I think, think you think you think. I think Teddy Bridgewater is just about the best possible guy you could have step in in that situation. Definitely. He's been there for years. I don't think anyone really missed a beat when Breeze went out for a few weeks. I think they knew it was temporary. And this is a Saints team that really didn't lose a lot of games, um, obviously because they're very good. And and I don't want to take that away from them, but I just think that. If we see this game be very, you know, like like Minnesota is winning 24-21 in the mid-third quarter and Breeze just kind of looks off a little bit, that there might be a, a bit of an internal panic. Um, so I, I just like, like I said, man, if, if I'm the Vikings, if I'm Zimmer, my, my, my uh, game plan is to keep that offense kind of off the field, move the chains, um, and, and, and let let uh, let your your horses do the work. Let Dalvin Cook do the work. The offensive line has obviously not been great, but definitely improved from last year. If if you're gonna have a game plan for Kirk throwing the ball a good amount, get the ball out of his hands quick. Let the playmakers make plays, and uh, 
Don't don't try to win it all in one play. I think that if Minnesota can, because obviously you know I, you've kind of slighted the, the Vikings defense, and I'm not going to sit here and try to say that they're an elite unit, but we've seen this this defense rise to the occasion. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about what Breeze is going to do to that secondary, but I don't fear the deep ball that much. I well, don't think the Saints are not a huge deep ball team, not, so. That that's they why got your boy can't guard Mike out there, and it's just like he is so much of their offense. And who whoever I don't know what they're going to do to guard. You can't guard him. You can't guard him. Even yeah, but dude, even even if Mike, Michael Thomas can get thirteen receptions, one hundred thirty yards, and a touchdown, and they can still lose the game. Definitely, and I you know? I mean I guess a lot of my confidence too comes from the Saints defense, which I think is like clearly one of the better defenses in the NFL. They have they have an elite pass rusher in Cam Jordan. Um, What's the guy, the linebacker who played for the Jets? Um, Demario Davis has been one of the yeah. better linebackers in the league this year. And then in the secondary, I think they have a really good secondary with Lattimore and Marcus Williams, Von Bell. They, I just think this is just a really complete team. And, and I, I, you're right, I have slighted Minnesota, but I, was cl- I, mean, I wasn't expecting Green Bay to be a, a bye team. And I was clearly, um, I was really prepared to take Minnesota in the first round against Green Bay because mm-hmm. for all the reasons of, and you know, Maybe there would have been some recency bias with how they finished off uh, against Green Bay in Week 16 or whatever it was, but uh, I just think the Saints are just uh, just too good, too yeah, early. No, and I, mean, I, and I don't want to slight the Vikings because I didn't have them in the playoffs this year, and and they um, exceeded my expectations. So no, it's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not. A, it's not like the wrong argument to make at all. I think yeah. the Saints are probably the better team. I'm just taking the. I'm taking the Vikings because and, I, I think they're going to have. I'll, a little bit more of a chip, I guess, going in. Definitely, um, I'll debut my, uh, my 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 play is a, a teaser of the Pats plus one and the Saints minus two. That's my uh, that's okay. my play for minus one twenty. It's a, uh, I you know take the Pats on the money line basically, and then you know the Saints uh, get basically get in a field goal. Yeah, mine was um, Pats minus four and a half, Vikings plus seven and a half. So, Part, those are your two plays. Those are my two plays. Um, what do you think about the over in uh, the Saints Vikings? Is it forty nine and a half right now? Um, no, not a totals guy. Not a totals Stay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually I don't. Yeah, I don't like totals. I I see the game being. I guess if if you like the Saints as much as you do, you should bet the over because if, yeah. in order for the Saints, I think that the Saints. If you believe in the Saints to win the game. Comfortably, they're going to score over 30 points. Yeah. You know, and if they score over 30 points, you've got, you need the Vikings to score 20 in order. So uh, I think that, I think that if you like the Saints a lot, that the over would probably be a good play, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch the game total. Another, well, another prop that I was going to say is uh, Derrick Henry's minus 130 to score anytime touchdown score. I like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is. He, and he's pretty juicy for all the uh, first time touchdown or the first touchdown score of the game. It's first for the Titans, and then just any time, he's uh, he's got some nice numbers, and I could just see. I think well, yeah, I mean, if they're in a goal line situation. Yeah. I, 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 he's I, their whole, yeah, you know, their whole offense. Well, wrapping up the uh, the the playoff preview here, we've got the last matchup Sunday night. I think this might be one of the more exciting games. Um, on the slate in terms of how I think it's going to end up. I could see this game being really close in the fourth quarter. Um, And that's the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles, who finished off their year by um, kind of, I guess, impressively backing their way into the playoffs. I mean, they... Doing what they did all year. Yeah, they they did what they needed to do to make the playoffs and just just that. Um, This is an Eagles team that's banged up. 
Uh, I've kind of flip-flopped on this game all week, but I'm going to get my pick out of the way quick and just say I'm going with the Seahawks here. Um, it kind of pains me to take the Seahawks because back when the Eagles lost that game to Miami and everyone was, you know, uh, labeling them as, you know, draft season or dead or whatever, I, I was saying, well, you look at the rest of this team's schedule, they could make the playoffs if they beat Dallas. It's exactly what they did, and I, I think that this has been a great kind of underdog thing they got going. I'm a little worried about the Seahawks pick because it is Carson Wentz's first playoff game, so there's going to be an extra impetus for him, I think, to play well at home. And uh, this is an Eagles team that plays great in that underdog role, and this is a Seahawks team that kind of can coach themselves out of games sometimes. And we've seen, you know, the past few weeks, uh, obviously the San Francisco game was a good game, took their offense a little while to pick up in that game, and then the Arizona game a couple weeks ago was just kind of brutal. We've seen the Seahawks team kind of just fall into a hole offensively that they can't get out of, and their defense isn't quite good enough to, to keep them in games. So this is going to completely come down to Russell Wilson and his ability to, uh, to, to win this game. I do not see this game going how it did five, six weeks ago, whatever it was, and being a 17-9 to Seahawks victory. I think that the Eagles are going to get theirs. I think the Eagles, yeah. the Eagles are going to score over 20 points in this game, and I think it's going to be up to Russell Wilson kind of to you know, will his offense to, to, to win this game. Um, and I think he's going to do, do just that. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks in Philly to uh, – Set up for that, uh, that, that, all right, they're not, they wouldn't play that rematch against San Francisco in the next round because Minnesota's going to win. So <laughs> I, I like, I like Seattle to win this game nonetheless. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, Lee, I, I basically completely agree with everything you said right there. I didn't really have an initial read on this game. Um, it's, it's kind of like Buffalo and, and Houston in a way, um, where, I guess it's just the game that I feel the least, the, you know, the two lesser tiers of confidence, but, I have to go with the Seahawks. Um, I don't like the fact that the Eagles are in the underdog role at home. That always is just dangerous, and especially a team as, I don't want to say as fraudulent as the Seahawks, but a team that just lets uh, you know teams stay in games. They, they, they're in a lot of close games. Uh, and this is an Eagles team that I think, as we've seen the, you know, the past couple weeks of the season, they stick around in games with bad teams. Not saying that Seattle's a bad team, but they they there gets a point where they kind of can turn it on and and really can you know score some points and be efficient on offense despite the fact that I mean Zach Ertz if he plays um, is going to be limited I think you know I think he's got a broken wrist. Ertz so. is banged up. Lane Johnson's banged up. Brooks is gone for the year. They Brooks just lost is him. yeah they're, um, they're 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 really they're banged super up banged up. Miles Sanders has an ankle injury too. Um, he said he's going to be good to go, but who knows how? Well, in Boston Scott, he's been yeah. pretty impressive too. They they've got a nice uh, little rotation going, and, and obviously Jordan Howard is is healthy, but he doesn't is not the same difference maker as those two guys are. Um, yeah, I guess it just comes down to. I think Philly has a coaching advantage, but I think, you know, Doug Peterson has, has done some, some, I guess, questions. It is, I think definitely is a one possession game. Um, I kind of like, I got Seahawks uh, one to six points, victory and margin plus three thirty three. Oh yeah. That's not, uh, I think that's nice. It's pretty good. Cause I think it's, it's going to be, I'd just one be worried about game. them winning by a touchdown. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the that's, only thing. Yeah. That is the only thing with those things. But. I would say that this is going to be like a 27, 24 game. Yeah. And the Seahawks, you're going to see Jason Myers hit like a 34-yard field goal as time expires to win the game. We're going to, it's going to be like wait, 27-20 or do you say 27-24? 27-24. Yeah, I said it's going to be like it's going to be like a roller coaster of emotions 
where you right when you think the Eagles are back in it, Russell Wilson's going to get the ball with like 30 seconds left, yeah, and then just get and, them right in field goal range. And as and as impressive as Russell's been this year, he's been a little. He hasn't been able to flip the switch as. I mean, when he was a clear MVP favorite, I think yeah, for the absolutely. first half of the no, season, I mean, and he was just literally. Yeah. Playing incredibly consistent, and no, and he he did not. He had a bad ha- second half of his year. He had, a, yeah. I, I would venture to say, it was yeah. it was just straight up bad. And well, I will, the Cardinals game was pretty awful. The, the Cardinals game was bad, and I don't want to get into fantasy, but like, yeah, he was my quarterback in fantasy football, and it started. He he had an incredible start to the year, and then it was like very average numbers. Yeah, from and they were winning games, so he was doing his job, and he and he was like, they they don't really have clear playmakers in Seattle. It's yeah. almost like. Lockett is their their Mr. Consistency. We all know how their running back situation's been. Their offensive line is super like inconsistent, but sometimes reliable, sometimes yeah. super unreliable. And then it seems like DK Metcalf has been their big play guy. Big play guy but it's yeah. almost like I, I like DK, and I yeah. know that I I get a bad rap kind of because you, I don't like him as much as you guys do. And he's been impressive, but that's not really the guy you want to be going to in crunch time right now, I don't think. Definitely. So that's and a thing. Speaking of second half dropouts is Lockett, too. I mean, yeah, Lockett, Lockett was on fire to start the year. It's almost like he went as Russell went. He, he, you he know? did. You know? Well, because I think so many of his plays are when Russell extends it. You know what? What's, what's Tyler Lockett anytime touchdown scorer in the, in the, in the game? I like that. I like yeah. him to score a touchdown in that game. I, I like Lockett to get back on, on the horse a little bit if they're going to win this game you know, through the air. Cause, cause it's either gonna be, it's like either him, Hollister, or DK, or then one of their unknowns. That's yeah, like David kind of, Moore or whatever. He, yeah. he seems to to get his. Um, but I think I, I, can't, I can't find the odds. To be honest, man, this is very anticlimactic. I think if any, I think if, if if there's any time for Russell Wilson to reassert himself as a, as an MVP, it's round one of the playoffs when you shouldn't be traveling to the East Coast because you've you've won two more games than this team has. You beat them straight up in the regular season, but yet you still got to travel to Philly because because the divisions, the way the divisions are set up, um, it's going to be cold, it's going to be ugly, and, and we're going to see Russell Wilson, uh, you know, bring bring that uh, bring that that gusto, man. He always brings it, and and I'm excited for the quarterback battle on this one. And Seattle has been good on the road this year. I, I think yeah, they have. Know, they've been they, really good. They, still though, man, I mean, they've had a, they've had a brutal. I mean, the way the season ended, basically that. Jacob Hollister being short, yeah, was the was was kind of the difference between them being you know traveling to Philly in the first round or hosting Minnesota. Um, so obviously a pretty big deal. You don't you you want to be able to play at home, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game, like I said, and and I don't really love either side. I, I think Travis to Homer is going to be a big X factor for them. He's a guy who looked. Uh, like he had a lot of juice, you yeah. know, these past couple of weeks. I'm a big homer legs. guy, man. Yeah, I liked man. him a lot at Miami. So I, I just don't know. I mean, I'd like to see him succeed, but I don't know if he's going to be ready right now to yeah. take on the workload that they want from well, him. Well, Marshawn has, is, you know, guy who's going to get you probably two or three yards at, well, at, at best. I think that they're going to use Marshawn right when they get into Eagles territory, kind of. I yeah. think once they pass the 30-yard line and they're kind of in the green zone, um, we're gonna see them switch kind of from Homer to Marshawn and and start to, you know, you utilize Marshawn in the, with the short field a little bit. So, definitely a lot of stuff to uh, to be interested in. You're on the Seahawks, right? I am on the Seahawks. All right. So you heard the picks there. Probably um, the one I had the least confidence in, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't really blame you there. Um, definitely, this is gonna be, I think, the a great bookend to Wild Card Weekend. Do you want to do a um, full playoff preview or or conferences and Super Bowl like? prediction real quick 
Yeah, I mean, we can do that. I like the round-by-round round analysis just because it's a little bit easier to keep in front of you um, because – you can you can kind of drift off with the round or with the with the um, whole well, playoff. Uh, well, then who do you who do you think's gonna win the NFC and the AFC? I guess off off cuff. Um, Super Bowl is gonna be right now. My Super Bowl prediction would be. Oh man, I mean, I want to say Kansas City, Minnesota, man, because that was my prediction, right? So <laughs> my prediction was Eagles, Eagles, Patriots. There's no way that I'm uh, giving that a. Uh... Yeah, I I'll say I I think Kansas City is going to win the AFC. I'm with you there. Um, and I think, yeah, I I, I think we're going to see uh I think we're going to see a wild card team win the NFC, man. As much as you, you I you think we're going to see Seattle, Seattle, Seattle possibly, Seattle? possibly Seattle or or Minnesota, man. I I think if Seattle gets a rematch in, uh, in San Francisco, they're winning that game. I think Seattle's winning that I game. Know, I think if there's a rubber match between those two teams, Seattle's going to win that game. So I kind of hope that that's the NFC Championship. Um, obviously, if Minnesota wins, I'll be rooting for them just because I, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. But right now, off cuff, I'm going to say Seattle, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. All right. I'm going to go uh, Kansas City, New Orleans, I think. Yeah. New Orleans is the safest pick. They're the hottest yeah. team in the NFL. Yeah. They're probably the better, one of the be- they're the best team well, in the NFC I mean, right now. Them or San Francisco. Them, it, for me, it's them or San Francisco, and then I just think if know. Seattle gets a couple wins under their belt, man, like yeah. if they beat, like if minute, let's just grant me that Minnesota wins. Let's say Minnesota yeah. wins in some crazy fashion. They win, and it's like New Orleans gets screwed again, whatever. And Seattle wins, and then you have Green. Seattle Green Bay. Like you're picking no, Seattle no, 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 in that you game. You have uh, uh, Green Bay. Oh no, you you'd have Seattle Green Bay. And you'd have Isn't San Francisco, Minnesota. Minnesota. No, Minnesota's the sixth seed. Yeah, so San Francisco would win. Oh, yep, yep, yep. All right. So then it'd be Seattle, Green Bay. And Seattle's rolling into Green Bay yeah. off a win in Philly. Like, they're going to the NFC Championship, I think. Yeah. So uh, if you want to oh, get I'm into this. You. So then it, then it comes down to the, the, the rubber match or yeah. they play Minnesota. You know? Well, because I um, think, I mean, if New Orleans wins and they have to go to Green Bay, I think that's a an interesting matchup just because... Just breeze. That's and where it's Lambeau, in the in, the, in Lambo. That's where that's, it would get. That's, yeah, that's tough. And I mean, like how many in in Lambo in 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 early Jane, mid January. Yeah. Like how many games did New Orleans play in sub twenty degree weather? Because it's going to be under twenty I'm, degrees. And I think probably Teddy. Well, when they played Chicago, but that was in November, you know, or whatever. Oh, did, did breeze Teddy, didn't play. Yeah, yeah. It was Teddy's last game. I think. And it probably they, wasn't even no, that cold. Probably was a probably 40. Was forty. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, well, they're definitely the biggest losers. Of uh, week seventeen, with all the seeding stuff, is Saints. Is, yeah, the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they win, you know they're gonna have to go to Green. But if they come out of that, I guess quality wins. But like, dude, there's no reason either, New Orleans should have that buy. Well, if they lose, New I mean, or Green Bay should have that buy over New Orleans. I know. There's I know. really no reason. Yeah, they had the same record. Do you hear, did you see here that the the Packers didn't have the lead at any point in both wins against the Lions? They won on last they second. Won on, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we watched the first one and then the second. I know, one but I just didn't. Terrible. I didn't realize that, and I heard that, and that's just like unbelievable that they didn't lead at any point in both of those games. They're a thirteen and three team. We can wrap this up, man. I mean, I guess I'm I'm kind of going shock. I I think it's either you know you got Buffalo. I will say, well, man. I'm, I'm just saying Ravens, Chiefs, Niners, Saints. I'm kind yeah. of that in that combination. I could see Seattle if Seattle beats the Niners. Seattle's a team that I think could get hot. Minnesota, I just they don't have the quarterback play. I think to, no. to sustain. I-
Because even if they do beat New Orleans, I don't know if I could turn around and pick them to beat San Francisco. I don't. I don't think they could do that back they, to back. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen in both of those games that San Francisco is a better coach team and a much more efficient team. Um, you know, in the loss yeah. and in the win, I think they outplayed them. So um, it definitely. Would, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it. Um,